Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. It actually feels great to be back in work. I was yeah. bored, senseless being you ill. You get bored, don't you? It sounds good, but then when you feel really poorly, it's just not much fun at all. I know. Did you have a nice Christmas? Yeah, it was just quite, we didn't get that much time off, so <laughs> it was fine, but it was just so short. But yes, oh, it always feels that way. Well, it does. Listen, you've made my new year, you really have, because oh. uh, it's my first week back and uh, I'm speaking it to you, so uh, very, very happy indeed. You've got a fabulous story from today's Take a Break magazine, this week's mag, and uh, it's There's Something in My Wardrobe. Yep, so this is a one by a lady called Sally Webb. As the horses sprinted to the finish line, Carol's face lit up for the first time in days. It was Ladies' Day at Royal Ascot and they're dressed for the occasion, wearing fancy hats while sipping box fizz with Carol's husband David. Although Carol couldn't travel to the red event because of her poor health, David and I were determined to bring Ladies' Day to her at home. For the last two years I've been her carer and we've become close friends. Every Thursday I pushed her in a wheelchair to her favourite cafe poppies where we'd drink cappuccinos and have a good old natter. Even when I changed jobs, Karen and I kept in touch, phoning each other three times a week. When she lost a battle with multiple sclerosis two months after 50th birthday, I was crushed. At her funeral, my heart went out to David. He and Carol had been together for 30 years and I couldn't begin to imagine what he was going through. Weeks later, my son Alex's band was playing a gig, so I invited David along to get him out of the house. On the night, Alex's dad came along too and together we cheered him on. I was so proud of him. David had a few drinks, then he pointed to my ex-husband and said, What the heck did you see in him? I tried to laugh it off, but he went on and on. And then he said that Alex's band was terrible. I was hurt and deeply offended. Still, I thought I'd give him the benefit of the doubt. The following week, I took him to my church, but he mocked our beliefs and embarrassed me. It was the last straw. You've done all you can, my boyfriend Graham said. Sometimes you can't help people. I agreed and stopped contacting David. But over the next few weeks, every time I popped out, I'd bump into him. On one occasion he said, There are lots of lovely walks near you. It seemed odd, but I told myself we'd only live ten minutes apart. But then I spotted him near my work. I told Alex, I swear David's following me. He said, Mum, you're being paranoid. A lump formed in my throat and refused to go away. Then one day my daughter saw David hiding behind a park van near my house. She went over to him and said, What are you doing here? He looked at her, then ran away. By now I was starting to feel anxious. I knew this wasn't normal behaviour. Later David emailed me. I saw Graham in your car yesterday. That's the second time in the past week. I shuddered and decided to ignore his message. But over the following week he emailed. Over the past week I've seen Graham three times in your car. He wanted me to know he was watching me and my family. My hand shook as I typed, leave me alone. I hoped that would be the end of it. But over the next two years David was never far away. I saw him at least three times a week. In the supermarket... Down my street in town, everywhere I went, he was there. In desperation, I changed my car, but somehow he still knew where to find me. I'd always been full of life, but David's behaviour wore me down, and I was miserable and constantly on edge. On my 50th birthday, I smiled as I opened a card with white feathers and a guardian angel on it. But as I saw what was written inside, my whole body began to shake. It read, Love David. I said to Graham, There's no escaping him, not even in my own home. I've got a good mind to go round there, Graham said. I hate what he's doing to you and to us. Please don't, I pleaded. It'll only turn nasty. You have to go to the police, Graham said. Next, I reported David and officers went to speak to him. Afterwards, one of them told me he had denied everything and said it was all a coincidence. There's nothing he can do, he said. Time passed and David continued to send Christmas and Valentine's cards, all saying, I'll never forget you. His words sent a chill down my spine. 
I reported David time and time again, but without concrete evidence, the police were powerless. Three months later, I drove to Sainsbury's to do some shopping. As I neared the supermarket, I saw David on the pavement looking at the entrance. I pulled over, got out my car and crouched down out of sight. David looked at his watch and suddenly I realised he was waiting for me. I called Alex, who lived nearby, and he came straight over. My voice shook as I explained what was going on. Alex crossed the road and when David clocked him, he started to run. But Alex got hold of him and shouted, leave my mum alone. I began to panic. I called 999 and two police officers arrived. As David was arrested, he said, I can't help it. At last I said, now they'll do something. I gave a statement while officers checked my car for any tracking devices. They found nothing. But when they searched David's house, they discovered something sinister. Have you lost any clothing from your washing line? A female officer asked me. I shook my head and asked, like what? A denim skirt, she replied. I'd not worn a denim skirt for years. What have you found, I said. David had a blow-up doll with a picture of your face on, she explained. It was wearing a black t-shirt and denim skirt, identical to one of my old outfits, and had been stashed in his bedroom cupboard. I recalled in horror as I heard the sordid details. Thought him going home and doing goodness knows what to an inflatable version of me makes me physically sick, I told Graham. But finally, I had proof that David was harassing me. David appeared in court where he pleaded guilty to one count of harassment. He was given a two-year conditional discharge and a five-year restraining order, banning him from going within 100 metres of my work. But I felt let down that the judge didn't send him to prison. I sank into a deep depression. I refused to leave the house fearing that might bump into David. Ten months after the court case, I braved a trip into town to pick up a prescription. But on the way out of the chemist, I spotted a familiar figure. It was David. My heart pounded as I ran into the post office. But as I did, the police officer's advice popped into my head. You need proof. Just then, David peered through the window looking for me. I pulled out my phone and snapped away. But all I got was a bunch of blurry pictures. I was determined to get evidence, so I put a GoPro camera, which could be discreetly clipped onto my clothes. Two weeks later, I was in Pownham with my daughter when she said, Mum, he's here. It's now or never, I thought, and turned to face David. Got you, I said under my breath as I filmed him walking past us. Seconds later, I called the police and David was arrested. This time, they found another blow-up doll. It also had the faces of other women, including actress Gillian Telforth, who plays Kathy Bill in EastEnders. It made my screen crawl. I'd always been told I looked like her. David was found guilty of breaching the restraining order, but ten months later he appealed, saying it was just a coincidence. The judge agreed and his conviction was overturned. I was devastated. For the past six years I've been a prisoner in my home, while David was free to wander the streets stalking me. The courts and police need to do more to intervene in cases of harassment and impose tougher penalties on those convicted. I've had to change my job and the way I live. I've lost weight and my health has suffered. I wouldn't wish this on anyone. But what hurts the most is that I went to David's home to care for his lovely wife, and this is how he repays me. I know Carol would be ashamed of her husband, and deep down, he must know this too. And that's it. it. It's just appalling, isn't it? I Absolutely know. appalling. And you know, you it, it was um, kind of on the news recently that they yeah. are going to be kind of um, lengthening the, the yeah they are the term for mm. uh, stalking convictions. But still, you know, at the still. moment, it's five years that yeah. you get if you if it's if you're proven guilty, and you're and out in two and yeah. a half. And it's actually just just trying to get the evidence because you know they can just keep claiming that it's a coincidence, so it can go on for years without you having kind of like any concrete 
concrete evidence, which is really scary, isn't it? It is really, really scary. I mean, you know, I know you shouldn't have to sort of uproot and move, but I, I would no. be really tempted to move, yeah, you no, know, me too. somewhere completely different. But then I think when she had all her family there, then why should exactly. you? Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's very difficult, isn't it? It's, it's appalling. It's absolutely it's appalling. Good. And of course, you know, we see it with, you know, women do it to men as mm. well. So oh, of course. It's yeah. not just, it it's not, yeah, yeah, but it's, it's terrible, terrible thing that you put on mm. somebody when you, when you stalk them. Mm. Donna, thank you so much for coming on the programme today and uh, sharing Take a Break magazine no with problem. us. The issue is phenomenal, as always. The writing is just brilliant. We love Take a Break magazine here on The Morning Mix. Obviously, if you want to go out and get the current copy, it is on the shelves now. Uh, the new copy will be out on Thursday, isn't it? Yep, on Thursday, the new one's here, yeah. Fantastic. And if you want to take a look at the fully accessible website, have you got the web address? I have. It's www.takeabreak.co.uk. Donna, you have a great day. Have a great week. And we'll speak to you again really soon. You You too. Thank you for joining us. All right, thank you. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.